So, are you DTFF? Once again, here is Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football with your hosts, Dustin Lunt and Jake Trowbridge. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to DTFF. We are here, and we are loving life. We're talking fantasy football. Uh, got a great episode uh, we'll get into tonight. Going to be another fun one, um, a little bit more relaxed than what we normally have, if we can actually be more relaxed than normal. Uh, I was going to say, is that possible? We might have I to check know. our pulses halfway through, if that's the case. Maybe. But yeah, we got a good one. We're, we're reviewing all of our season-long beer bets that we made this last year to see how we ended up, where we... What we got right, what we got wrong. And then we are doing another fun draft this evening. 80s action movies. So this one's going to be a, a lot of fun. I think possibly more contentious than than our 90s alternative band draft. If I'm going to be so. totally honest here. <laughs> there <laughs> might be actual virtual fists thrown during this. There might we'll be. See. There very well could be. Uh, so it's going to be a good time. But before we get into it, we're we're going to do a little bit of free agency kind of talk with some contracts. The franchise tag uh, had to be applied today by 4 p.m. Eastern, I believe, was the cut. So some big names getting franchise tags. So we'll get into that here shortly. But uh, first things first, Jake, what are we drinking this evening? Or what are well, you this drinking? This is actually, I don't know if we're drinking the same, but you did uh, put this on my patio actually the previous week. Yeah, we're drinking the same Totally kind of evil. Totally kind of evil out of the brewing project. This is interesting, Dustin. I've never seen one quite like this. You have to tell me where you got this, but it's a Doppelbach lager. I fucking love Doppelbach, so I know. I'm interested. I was very excited to see it. It's 8.4%, so it's a strong, very strong lager. Uh, But I had one of these last week. Uh, before I found out we weren't going to be having it for the show, it's my bad. Uh, and I and my I'm tummy actually... issues are behind me now. Now I can drink like you drink. Well, maybe not like you drink, but I can drink the same things that you drink. I don't think this is that strong tasting. By the way, you said eight point four percent. It doesn't taste like eight point four percent. No, not at all. It's it's a dangerous beer to drink. I enjoy it a lot. I love Doppelbox. Uh, it's a perfect time of year to have them as the weather's starting to change here. I have nothing but good things to say about this beer. It's delicious. Five-star beer. There you go. Take that to the bank, Brewing Project, and send us more. Uh, This particular beer could be the sponsor of this show, I think. Totally kind of evil? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be perfect. (laughs) Not even your brain, just this beer. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I, I love it, too. So good choice, Dustin. Way to go. You did it. You did well. You, I, I applaud you for this one, for sure. Now, before we get into uh, the, the contracts and the, the franchise tags and the actual stuff that happened, the one thing we have to talk about because we are a Homer podcast for sure is the fact that Aaron Rodgers talked to the New York Jets today. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the conversations have gotten quite serious. Quite intense, which I, for one, am excited about. Dustin, how yes. do you feel about this? Same. I, I hope he does get traded. I hope the Jets take him. Uh, let's be honest. It'd be a good football move for the Jets because they have a pretty complete team right now. Very strong defense. Good weapons on offense. Mm-hmm. Rodgers can go back to his 
old OC, which he'll love. And Nathaniel Hackett action there. Um, what's not to like? We will get draft picks and or players back. Uh, maybe like an Elijah Moore, possibly oh, via trade, amazing. since he seemed a little disgruntled in the middle of the year last year. I don't know if that's all been put behind them or not. Haven't heard anything, but uh, it'd be great to have a young, talented wide receiver like that uh, coming back to Green Bay to help Jordan Love if this trade actually does happen. So uh, I'm excited for it. I, I hope it does happen. I'm sick of Rogers shenanigans, and I just I just want to move on from it. it. I felt the same way when Favre was kind of pulling this BS at the end of his career with, I don't know if I'm going to retire, blah, blah, blah. Like, and he did it for five years. Like, it's just like, let's let's just be done with it. Move on. Next chapter. Yeah, it can't be overstated how similar their trajectories are at this late stage in their career to the fact mm -hmm. that it even comes down to the same team that they're potentially leaving mm -hmm. to go play for. So it's it's just history repeating itself, but with a little bit more um, uh, mysticism, I guess is the word in Rogers' case. There's a different air about him. That's about it. It's mm -hmm. Wrangler jeans versus ayahuasca. That's the only difference, I think, with those two. But uh, yeah, I'm psyched. I just want it to be done and over with. Announce it. Tell me there's a bunch of picks coming back Green Bay's way yes. for a, a player like Elijah Moore as well. Uh, but there's, yes, a bunch of actual things that happened that's not speculative mm -hmm. today. And I'm curious what your most surprising move was from all of this. I'll read through the franchise tags that happened within, I believe this is all within the last week and a half, maybe two weeks. But kind of started with Josh Jacobs getting tagged by the Raiders, Tony Pollard getting tagged by the Cowboys. Saquon Barkley got tagged today, actually after a different contract was issued, which we'll talk about. Evan Ingram got tagged by the Jaguars. And then Lamar Jackson, kind of in the zero hour, got what is called a non-exclusive franchise tag, which means that teams are still able to pursue him at this point and Lamar is kind of able to negotiate with them. So it opens things up. What's the most surprising one out of that bunch for you? Out of that bunch, I would... Pro it's going to be a toss-up between Evan Ingram and Lamar. Although Lamar isn't too big a surprise. I think there was, you know, whispers out there that he could be moving on. So this just kind of protects them. I guess that if they want to sign or if he wants to stay with the team, he'll get a giant contract for this one year, basically while they try to work out a long-term deal, but also giving him the flexibility, like, eh, I found something better. I don't want to be here. That allows that. So I guess that would be kind of the biggest shakeup move is if he actually does decide to go somewhere else. But I was surprised that Evan Ingram got the franchise tag and they didn't sign him to a longer term deal only because it's what, like 10 and a half million for the franchise tag for tight end. So sure. kind of a steep price for a middling tight end. Don't you call him middling. He did such great things for he the did. Jaguars. You and have, you know how much, you know how much I love the Jags in this offense. So I, I don't your take on this like, is surprising to me. I don't, like I, I, I like his fit with the team. I'm just surprised wow. they didn't try to work out a longer term contract. Although they they have what until July fifteenth to sign the franchise tag, so I suppose I they could. I think they could probably work out a longer term deal at this point, and this is just kind of that 
intermediary just to maybe work out the details. So maybe that's going to happen. And this just saved them from having him go off to free agency somewhere. Sure. But uh, I hope so. I hope I so, too. To yeah, I seems like to a good fit. Trevor's Nick. Yeah, exactly. With Lamar, it's interesting to note, I guess words kind of been coming slowly out today that no teams suddenly want to touch Lamar Jackson and the teams that were interested are suddenly no longer interested. Oh, that's yeah. There's been some, <laughs> some talks about uh, potential ownership collusion and uh, cause everybody's afraid of the guaranteed contract that he wants. And I don't know. I'm just thinking that in the, in the coming days, we'll see more interest actually bear fruit. Mm-hmm. And I really don't think that he plays for the Ravens this year. I think that he moves on to one of these other many QB needy teams. Yeah, and especially with some of these con, some of the dominoes that fell here uh, with these contracts that were signed by quarterbacks in the recent days, that kind of add some clarity to teams that needed quarterbacks that have them now uh, short up, and then it, it opens up those other teams here before the NFL draft, especially the teams that aren't in position maybe to draft, you know, Stroud or the other quarterback that I can't think of right now anthony richardson but no not My... a, a rich fan that's that's fine uh no i do think that yeah there's a balance here that is getting kind of weeded out right now because well you hinted about it so there's three qb contracts that were all very recent it was kind of rapid fire here over the last 24 hours uh, from when we're recording but um Derek carr got four years and 150 million to go play with the saints uh which was interesting to me geno smith mm-hmm. gets to stay with seattle for three years and 105 million and then daniel jones sticking with the giants he wanted more money it seemed like than they were willing to pay but they paid it four years and 160 mil out of that group <laughs> i'm curious there's been a lot of heat already thrown on the daniel jones contract um, but are any of these super egregious to you? I don't think so. I mean, the quarterback market has always been the richest of all the skilled player positions, so it doesn't surprise me at all. Um, and they're all kind of in that same tier for me as well, of like yeah. second-level, third-level tiered quarterbacks, especially sure. when it comes to fantasy. Maybe not NFL, like real NFL-wise, but... For fantasy, they're kind of in that second to third tier, depending on how you see them. So I don't think it's egregious at all. I mean, it, it without actually getting the full details of the contract, yeah, like Daniel Jones signed a four-year contract. It could be a two-year contract or it could be an out after one year. You, you know, we don't know all the details yet. So yeah, it may look like a crap ton of money and there was probably a huge signing bonus up front but they could easily probably get out of that contract if they wanted to. I'm going to guess. I have to support. I can't believe I'm a Daniel Jones defender. I certainly never thought that would be my role in any capacity, but people have really been shit talking this contract and like, I get it. I get it. He's not an elite quarterback, but you do have to give him some slack last year had almost 4,000 total yards in his top, top quote unquote wide receivers were Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, and uh, I can't even think of the third one's name, in fact. But Saquon Barkley actually had the most targets and receiving yards out of anybody on the team. It's like, 
Mm-hmm. You give him a chance here. Uh, maybe it was a bit preemptive to give him four years worth of chances, but like you said, there could be a contract out buried in that. With Derek Carr to the Saints, any big time movers for fantasy for you? No. I mean, Chris Olave is still going to do his thing. We saw he was hyper targeted with Jameis and Andy Dalton and whoever else happened to be throwing the ball at the time on that team. So it, it's probably a slight upgrade from what they had. Hmm. Um, so I don't, I mean, it doesn't really move the needle a whole lot for me. It doesn't move the needle as far as Derek Carr's fantasy outlook either. Cause he had oh, Devontae no. Adams, had Waller. I mean, it's, it's kind of a lateral move for me. So yeah. it, it is just is what it is. I mean, good for the saints for getting a guy that's going to be playing for them for the next four years. Yeah. Small bump for me for Chris Olave. I, I mm-hmm. just needed to see somebody who wasn't Andy Dalton level right. out there diluting his value like we saw in a lot of games last year so any sort of respectable competent quarterback was going to be a bit of an upgrade for him for me but so I, I'm, I'm happy I'm happy for that everything else eh, it, it is what it is yeah. happy for Geno Smith too by the way yeah three years and to yes. get to stick in Seattle and not have to bounce around again mm-hmm. is, is I think good for his value and everybody else's on that team oh and it's such a good feel-good story like he you know came up very highly drafted Obviously flamed out, bounced around the league, like you said, and now um, finally gets that big payday. So that's a good good for him. I, I am happy for him. Heck yeah. Anything else you want to talk about with these uh, these news bits or we want to move on? No, I think we can move on here. We've got real free agency coming up here in a couple weeks that's going to be starting. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Very much looking forward to that. And, you know, the non-moves that Packers will make. Because uh, we don't do anything in free agency <laughs> typically, but you never know. Uh, but no, free agency is is going to be great. I can't wait. But um, what I can't wait any longer for is our drunk trade of the week. Drunk, 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 hammer, drunk, 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 drunk trade of the week. This one is special. Dustin, this week's drunk trade is special because it's coming directly from our city. It is coming from Madison, Wisconsin. So we're excited because there's a lot of uh, staples featured in this trade. It Mm -hmm. comes from at WileyNash2 on Twitter, a.k.a. Scungilly Scrumhalf. I don't know if I'm saying that right, and I don't know what it means. Let's move on. (laughs) But the initial (laughs) trade... The preface here says they were sloshed at State Steep Rocks and agreed in principle to Kenneth Walker for Jalen Waddle. Straight up. Now, here's what's important. I didn't even ask which side (laughs) they're on. I think that I know. I think that I know, but I didn't even ask. I want to go completely uh blind into this Mm -hmm. so here's the back end though so again kenneth walker rookie running back for the seattle seahawks Mm jalen waddle second year receiver for the dolphins their trade partner is a grad student uh in the same cohort as their girlfriend i don't really know what that means but did this happen during the osu versus wisconsin college football game this past fall over some pitchers of beer a ton of poutine, a red brat. They left before the end of the game for home. That's always a good 
inside. Uh, things that they, they had plenty, but stopped at the taco truck that's parked across from Bratz on uh, late nights and game days. Uh, that taco truck, by the way, is, uh, is uh, let's say, hash-related uh, in, in spirit, if nothing else. So that's <laughs> another fun little landmark here. But let's just get down to it. So Kenneth Walker, Jalen Waddell, what side would you like, and do you feel strongly about it? I, I would take the Waddle side over the Walker side pretty easily. Waddle has done nothing but amazing things, and it's nothing against Kenneth Walker. I would just rather take the young wide receivers on my team rather than running backs. Just longer shelf life. Uh, they don't decrease in value immediately like running backs essentially do. Uh, so that's why I would take that. Not that it's super egregious. It really depends on what your team build is. Like if you were stacked at wide receivers and you needed a quote unquote stud running back, I could see making the trade, especially after a bunch of beers. Mm -hmm. We've seen worse on the show. Let's be honest. This is not the most egregious drunk trade we've ever had. But for me personally, I'd just take Waddle in a straight up trade. Yeah, it feels like this might be the least egregious trade we've had on the show, at least in some time in terms of drunk trades. So um, I will say that I would also take Waddle. For me, it's more about the consistency of young wide receivers who have already proven themselves versus the the often inconsistency with Seattle's backfield. Yes, they do like mm -hmm. to lean on one running back. And so that is good for Kenneth Walker's value. It just feels like for some reason they can never continually have the same person back there all the time. They want mm -hmm. to use one person and then maybe they wear them down too much with their methodology and they end up missing a bunch of games every season. See Chris Carson, uh, see Rashad Penny, who is still apparently there. See Travis Homer even from last season. Like all these guys, they just get, I don't know, something in the water in Seattle, I suppose. But yeah, Jalen Waddle, I'd take him too. I don't think it's crazy lopsided though. So no. This was, this was fun, though. Huh. Yeah. Um, I wish that they had included that they went to uh, Wando's or Karaoke Kid or Red Shed or our favorite, the City Bar. You know, mm -hmm. just for Madison locales, I wish we got a little bit more of a mix. But I understand it was during the game. You got to actually watch the game and you had too much fun. So you had to go home. So that's right. I won't get well, much, to be fair. and I'm pretty sure that that game was a blowout. So. Why wouldn't you leave early? <laughs> uh, We've done that. Yes. <laughs> We've absolutely. done that during blowout games. I get it. I get it. That was fun. That was. That was good. Uh, oh, that was that was a good drunk trade this week. Thank you for offering that up to us. If you want to be featured on the show, folks, just tag us at Drinking Fantasy. Tag my co-host at Jake Trowbridge. You can tag myself at FF Dusty Dog. Uh, and we will feature you on the show. And when we uh, post it uh, on the YouTube or, or mention you on, on Twitter, we'll make sure to tag you on it so you can get all the credits you deserve. Get a little ping of excitement. That's right. Man. Okay. So should we get into this, Jake? Our, our main event here, uh, talking about all of these beer bets from last year. Now, looking at this, I'm just looking at our little the little grid you made here. You sure. won like double of what I did. No, and no, I don't no, like no. that. No, 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 no. 
I, I, I think, and there's one that's going to kind of sway this. Okay. We should say, I mean, it's not like we made a ton. We, we tried. Oh. We made a pretty good effort. We, we just didn't quite get as many in as we would like to. Just over 10, I believe, is sitting on here. One of them happened in our home league draft on draft day, which doesn't really count. So I think that's skewing it a little bit. True. You have to remember, we do our weekly beer bets in season. So um, this is everything from like basically now until you know, season starts. So that's not that bad. It's, it's one every couple weeks. It's not terrible. Agreed. And again, some of these did not actually bear fruit in any way. Some of these had to mm-hmm. be voided, in fact, because when right. we do these bets, we always try to make it as fair as possible. There's nothing worse than making a bet and somebody wins based on pure technicality. You know, mm-hmm. because we didn't set a minimum number of games played or yep. some other dumb facet of this. And there's one of these, by the way, which uh, we'll talk about, which could have easily gone down that road and technically did. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give you some allowances here. I'm just going to run through these real fast because it's fun to recap. But starting from the top, uh, I made this bet that said Dawson Knox would finish as a top eight tight end i don't know why in the hell i ever said that to be honest that was you foolish and, of me you and your tight end takes i tell you i just can't get away from bad tight end takes i, I refuse uh he did not finish as a top eight you all know that he was tight end 15 which is arguably better than i thought he finished <laughs> just in my mind so dustin you clearly won that one you're the lead off victor here sweet feel exciting that is. Uh, for Dawson Knox going forward, there's no way I'm going to make that same type of bet. I'll just find a different, comparable, bad <laughs> tight end to make the bet on. It just won't be Dawson Knox for next year. It'll, it'll be like Cole Komet for this year. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, I could, I could easily <laughs> see myself doing that. There's a world where that happens. Do you think Dawson Knox has any juice for redraft, let's say, coming up? Do you have any vague interest no. in him? No. no. Yeah. Unless he's, he's like with super late, I would take him maybe as like my second tight end to use as like a bye week fill in or play the matchups maybe, but no. He's just not consistent enough in that offense. Yeah. At all. And I don't think anybody can be. I don't think anybody besides Stefan Diggs out of this whole damn mm-hmm. team. You know, Josh Allen, obviously, aside. I don't think any of the skill position players outside of Stefan Diggs can be relied on for weekly consistency. Mm-hmm. It's just not in the in the cards with that team. This was such a bad one, Dustin, that I'm going to pay this off immediately. Ooh. In fact. Uh, I'm not even going to wait. Um, we're obviously going to spread the rest of these out throughout the offseason. But damn it, I deserve to drink some, some Southern comfort for this take. So, Dustin... Because Dawson Knox was mediocre, you are an amazing fantasy football prognosticator slash genius. Cheers. Thank you. Woo! Haven't had uh, SoCo stuff. in quite a while. All right. All right. So ah. next, why why you why you clean clean your palate there? Uh, next, we had two out of the same episode here, so. First one was, Jake, you said that Mason Rudolph will finish better in 2022 than Big Ben did in 2021, if named the starter. Obviously, that one was void because 
he didn't start any games. So uh, that is Moo. It's a Moo point. Um, the next one from that same episode, though, you said that Evan Ingram will be a top 12 tight end in points per game. And just for context, we this this um, was made prior to him being traded to Jacksonville. And so it almost in, doesn't feel like a win, but I'm going to take it. You should. And he ended up at tight end seven. So congratulations. One out of two in tight end bets for the soft season so far. Way to go. That's better than I could have ever dreamed. If I'm being honest, I'll, I'll take that victory, even though, again, it was made pre-trade. I just believed in the talent of Evan Ingram. I knew, I knew he could come back. Yeah, but um, did, I mean, I don't think that was, I mean, that was high for the Giants. But considering how their season went this year, he might have actually finished that, considering they had no real wide receiving options, so... He could have been the default. Uh, again, we just talked about Saquon Barkley being the most targeted guy with the most yards. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, he could. I, I think top 12s, yeah, certainly. Uh, I don't think he would have finished maybe as consistently good as, right. as, as he was in the back half of the season. But mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. This next one stings for me. So, I, God, I just I loved Rashad Bateman so much this year. So, actually, this was the episode that we had Chase Vernon guest mm-hmm. on the good show. friend of the we, show yeah we made a, a a three-way trade here or not a trade i just really want to make trades we made a three-way bet here with we you had a three both siding against me uh, i said that rashad bateman would finish with more points per game than rondale moore there is a minimum mm-hmm. of 10 games applied to this as a threshold rashad bateman only played in six games We've talked about Rashad Bateman on this podcast before and how disappointed I was. And it's not like he was having an amazing season. I was going to say, do you have the points per game for the the two players just as a comparison? I don't because I'm not that prepared. Keep talking. I'll I'll look it up while you're talking. All right. But but I, I did believe that Rashad Bateman would perform better than he did in the few games that he had. He had one really big boom game which is basically because of a 75-yard touchdown. The rest of it, he had a couple of like, all right, he's being used games, but nothing that shook the world. And so uh, then the injuries came about, which is an extra boner because that's now two seasons in a row where Rashad Bateman's been derailed by injuries. Doesn't give people confidence going forward. I'll still be back in on him going forward, depending on what happens with Lamar Jackson, of Mm -hmm. course. But uh, it's interesting. All right. So here's what we ended up with. Rondell Moore played in only eight games. Hmm. Um, he had 11 points per game. Rashad Bateman played in six games, had 8.9 points per game. So, wow. I'm actually shocked won- Rondell Moore had, had that high in points per game, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like he was another written off season. But again, injuries. That and is- he, came, he came out of the gate real strong. And then kind of tapered off as the season went on. So that might have been buffered by higher coming back, you know, after six games that Mm -hmm. that probably had some impact there. But that's interesting. I, you know, I might, I might throw in a half shot for that one. uh, Since I'm going to be throwing in a half shot for this next one, you want to? No, no, no. Don't give me a half shot for that one. All right, but I will. Neither neither player hit the threshold. Yeah, but again, this is this is a weird technicality area, I mm-hmm. guess. But yeah, let, we'll decide after this next one. You want to talk about this one here? Yeah. So this one is another one that had a minimum of ten games. Uh, I said that El Elvin Evan Ingram 
would uh, would perform better than Albert O. And Albert O played eight games only. So and we just technically I would have won because you would have crushed me. You would have absolutely crushed me in this, which talking about bad tight end takes, what kind of guy 10 episodes apart? First, I said Evan Ingram would be top 12 in points per game. I followed it up 10 episodes later (laughs) and I bet against him. And I say Albert (laughs) Okwagbanum is going to surpass him. I must have just been extremely high with Russell Wilson coming into the fold for Denver yeah. and what Albert O was going to do. <laughs> Albert O, I don't even think that was due to injury, him not playing those games. I think they're just like, we've seen enough. We're mm-hmm. going to sit you down. Greg Dulcich, you come on in. We need to, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. So I'm going to pay this one off. Uh, okay. I, I made a little note here in the mention where it was like a, it was a void, but a halvesy. I'm making that a fullsy. You don't want me to pay you a half one for the previous one? Fine. I'm going to pay a full one for this one. How about All right. That? I'll take that. All right. All right. Because I feel good about myself with the next one. So <laughs> I can afford to kind of give this away. You should. Because I one, feel dirty feels- about this one. This one's gross. Yeah, this is uh, my favorite. Just because it was a long running conversation between the two of us. And, and I one of very, us picks I, the guy. I was very high on this player, too, going into last season. I thought he was going to have a nice rebound season and had nothing of the sort here. So I said that Zeke Elliott was going to be top 10 in points per game. And Jake, what did he end up as? He was the RB 22 in points per game. Now, to your credit, there were times where he finished very highly. In fact, I think he had four top 12 finishes throughout the year, if I'm not mistaken, or something very close to that. Mm-hmm. It's just you couldn't bank on him week to week. And no, any he tanked it, so many weeks. And he just didn't look like himself. Like he didn't look like the Zeke we're accustomed to seeing. Like he just yeah. just looks like he lost a step. Like he just do you, did. Do you feel like he is just kind of done for being a top tier fantasy asset or anything approaching it? Yes. Next year, what's your thought process on if his draft capital falls in fantasy drafts, if his ADP falls to where he's now being considered just this mid-range RB2, which I think would be appropriate, are Mm -hmm. you going to be in on him, do you think, at that point? Probably not. I I mean, I hate to say, I mean, no player is off my draft board necessarily, but... It really depends how far he's falling in the draft. And if he falls yeah. far enough, yeah, I'll grab him. But I have a feeling there's other guys I feel like would have a higher ceiling than what he could offer. Yeah. Running back's going to get real weird this mm-hmm. year, by the way, because there's a lot of uh, names we'll talk about in free agency where they could be on the move. Uh, again, Tony Pollard got tagged by the Cowboys, so mm-hmm. that's definitely not a feather in Zeke's cap either. Yep. They can't really move on from him, I don't think, because his contract kind of dictates. Yeah, I think it. he. I think one more this next year, and then after this next year, they have an out. That's yeah. not like a too bad of a dead cap hit. So, yeah, yeah. Poor right. Zeke. Not really. Um, uh, that one just felt. That one felt nice. Uh, this mm-hmm. one feels less nice. Let me rip this bandaid off, though. Look, I, I was high on Mike Evans. This offseason, I was really high on Mike Evans. Tom Brady was coming back, and I wasn't necessarily going to give Tom Brady 
you know, top tier treatment for fantasy. I respected him more than I did in previous years because I was tired of betting against him for a drop off. But I said, look, Chris Godwin's still dealing with an injury. There's a lot of uncertainty beyond these top two. So I said, Mike Evans is going to be a top five receiver in points per game. That was not the case. Mm -hmm. He was a wide receiver 15 in points per game. Not even a top 12 fella. I cursed him. I cursed him good. And I apologize, Mike. That's on me. It's not on you. Don't feel bad. I did that to you. You didn't do that to you. And now we don't know what the hell is going on with Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay might be the most confusing team to monitor this entire offseason. It really is. Yeah. Are they going to blow it up and, and start from scratch, basically? Or do they bring in like someone like Lamar to try to like push for another championship or two here? I mean, Ooh. I don't know. It's it's, it's really hard to say. I'd be psyched about that because there's so many fantasy pieces that rely on that quarterback Mm -hmm. move. If they go in with Kyle Trask legitimately, they hate us. They hate fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can't trust Mike Evans. I got to trust Chris Godwin, I think, probably regardless. But I can't. I don't know what they're doing with Leonard Fournette. They'll probably move on from him if they're going to stay super young there. Do I trust Rashad White? So probably not. I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna get weird, man. Yeah, it's yeah, it sure weird. is. Yeah. So these next few I all lost, which is unfortunate for me. Uh, this next one here, um, I said that Tommy Tremble will be top fifteen in points per game. <sighs> Wasn't even on the radar outside the top forty for tight ends. You know how bad that is to be outside the top forty. <laughs> for tight ends like that is awful bad bad take there uh this next one though stings real bad for me i'm just gonna say um i said that deandre swift is gonna get over 78 targets he had 70 in 14 games he missed a few games he would have had it i am so upset I went back and had to listen to this episode because we didn't put any caveat in here for minimum games, Mm -hmm. which I thought was suspicious. We did that for most everybody else. I went back and listened to it. Part of the deal was we know DeAndre Swift gets injured. Right. Factoring that in. You're like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, I'll I'll take the couple of games that he's out because he's going to get so many targets. Your thought process was correct. I have to acknowledge that. 70 targets in those 14 games. That is way more than I was expecting. I thought he was going to get cut back to like 40 to 50. We, we just set the line too high. Set the line too high. That, I don't know uh, why I just, 78. I didn't pay enough attention when listening to that <laughs> part. Why the fuck 70? Was that his maybe his targets last? The season it might have been. Or maybe been. like the last couple seasons or something like that. Yeah, it, there, there was a we definitely that. had a reason for it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, uh, that, that one really stings because i feel like that should have been an easy victory for me any who's uh and then we are into our draft day um this one was one so that, that, stupid we were so, so bored <laughs> waiting for people to make picks that's all this was yeah we said so, god i don't know who even posed this our our good friend and commissioner of this league was on the clock or we we were in the round he was going to be drafting mm-hmm. it was round 13 I don't even know uh, he had a quarterback at that time. He must have just had one or maybe he had two even. I don't know. We were bored and we were a little bit drunk probably and said, 
he's going to take a quarterback here. And you said, no, he's not. And then we made it a bet. And then like 10 seconds later, he took a quarterback and I won a bet. And uh, <laughs> I still feel fine with it, if I'm being honest. Yeah, you won it. Um, just one of those dumb draft day ones, just for funsies. Um, I actually made another bet with another league mate that I actually won. So I've, I've got a beer coming at our draft this next year. So that's going to be great. So, yeah, just have fun when you're in your drafts. Uh, yeah. It's the only time you get to sit down for a redraft and probably be with all of your league mates or most of your league mates, unless your league is super active, unlike ours. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so enjoy it. Have some fun with it. Uh, make it a oh, yeah. little bit more interesting than than it already is. I think we'll probably end up doing a lot more for next year's draft. We mm. probably won't lump them into this uh, right, at right. that time, but I, I'm sure we'll end up doing a lot more of those. Dustin, I got I got to end on a sour note for myself, but a happy note for you. Uh, the last beer bet that we made during the off, and actually this was not the off season. This was one that stretched into the regular season. This is the only one that did mm -hmm. because Curtis Samuel started off very hot, very mm -hmm. hot. And I was very excited. I've been a, a long time Curtis Samuel guy. And I was so bold uh, that it was, I believe, week three, week four that we made this bet. Mm -hmm. He was a top 15 guy at the time. And I said he'd finish his wide receiver 20 or higher by the end of the season. I said, he's going to keep this trajectory going. Instead, he tanked. He went on this down slope. Uh, I blame Taylor Heineke. I never thought that I would want Carson Wentz involved in any of my beer bets. Uh, on my side, at least. But I did because he was the thing that was helping sustain Curtis Samuel. Taylor Heineke did not help. He finished his wide receiver 33. Much, much outside of the top 20. So you win that one as well. Whoop, whoop. All right. So yeah, final score. I mean, final tally. I won five. You won four. One of mine was a draft day victory. So basically, we were even. Okay, that's fair. It just doesn't feel like it to me <laughs> but that's okay that's all right so yeah that that recaps our beer bets from last year season long ones uh we will be making plenty of season long beer bets as we go along here especially once we start getting into i think our divisional breakdown series and really start um, getting into the nuts and bolts of each team um, i'm sure we'll have plenty of beer bets that come from that so uh, it should be a lot of fun making those again and it's always fun to see where our thought processes were uh, when we're in the midst of the offseason versus what actually happens come come regular season time. So that uh, was good to review those. So, Jake, let's get into this 80s movie draft. I'm really excited for this. I uh, cannot. I cannot wait to see how different this ends up being from our uh, uh, previous draft mm -hmm. and again how contentious this is so let's spin the wheel yeah so we've got the wheel of fortune here um same one we've used every time we've needed one don't change anything here we go big money big money no whammies jake two in a row it's feeling pretty good for these although let me say uh, we, we did some, uh, some league golf on Sunday, indoor league golf on Sunday. We had a couple of beers after. Yeah. Really, yeah. We did golf. We, we sunk, we, 
we swung clubs and and tried to golf. Uh, we we, we what we did cannot better. be considered golfing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so bad that they allow you a couple of redos throughout the season if you really want them. We I think we're like halfway through and we're like we're just gonna use. We're that doing this one again on this yep. one. But in any case, after the fact, we had a couple of beers and we were talking about this, and uh, we'd said like I don't even know if the 101 is as helpful mm-hmm. in this case or not. We'll have to see if it ends up being that way, but in any so, case, Jake, before we start this draft here, yeah. uh, I'm going to ask, are you going to pander to the audience again, to the listeners? Um, Boo. Or, Boo or, or are you actually going to, or are you going to actually draft your favorite action movies? I drafted my favorite alternative bands as the board dictated. You happened to go steal Eve Six and Third Eye Blind immediately. I had no recourse. I've maintained Radiohead's The Bends is one of the all-time classic albums of all time. I love me some Pearl Jam. You're coming in here and saying I'm pandering by going with Chris Cornell and Soundgarden. Sir, I think that you just underestimated uh, my love for other certain bands. But with that said, yeah, I'm probably going to pander. In this draft, obviously. <laughs> At least you're honest about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I do get to kick this thing off. When we were talking uh, post golf, there was kind of the interesting conversation about what was first, mm-hmm. and, and it's gonna. No matter how this goes, I'm going to feel hurt after you choose your next two because the snake draft, I get the first, you get the next two. I'm yep. going to hate this because I only get one of these two. But I must, sir, I simply must choose Die Hard. There is no other movie to go in this 80s action movie draft than Die Hard as the 101. I don't care if you consider it a Christmas movie. I'm beyond that. I'm more evolved than that. I consider it a Christmas movie. I don't care if you It do. is. No, it, it is. But it's like the I... whole it's like the whole chicken uh like boneless chicken wings versus boneless are they are they wings? Are they nuggets? I don't fucking care. It tastes good. Die Hard is amazing. That's the only thing you need to think about with that movie. So there. It's done. All right. <laughs> I was really hoping that that I would get Die Hard. I'm not going to lie, because that is that is my 101 uh, of well, action 80s movies. It And it's not even close. I, I To be yeah, honest, it's not even close. Yeah. So now you get... But what's nice is, again, you get two back-to-back picks. I'm just assuming at this point you're going to steal one of mine. Uh, hopefully not both of mine, though, like you did last time. Actually, technically, really, you just stole Eve 6. Third Eye Blind was an early grab in that draft, if I'm, be- if I'm being honest. But what are you going to do for your 102 pick? I, th- I, this, I, I'm just going to say I love this movie, and it's... I know which one you would like me. Uh, you don't want me to pick, and I'm not going to pick it this time. I, I You're going to wait until the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Roadhouse. You fuck. I fucking Roadhouse love this was movie. the third film on my list. I came in prepared for this one. I made a oh, list. So did this I. Right. So did I. Uh, and I know I, now. The question is: Do I let this movie? come back to you because i because let's be honest if if i don't choose this movie you know. you're going to 
Yes, one hundred percent. So do I steal it just to be spiteful? You could, or you don't. You, are you trying to pander now, Dustin, or are you going to draft no. your favorite movies, man? Oh, fine. You want me to do my favorite <laughs> movies? Then... Yes. Well, play the board, obviously. But okay. you know what, Jake? I'm going to let you have your movie. Are you? Oh, yes. You're, a you're such a good man. And I am going to take Predator. Fuck! All right, I should have known it wouldn't have fallen enough for me to take it. <laughs> um, look, in my dream world, I would have gotten the movie that you passed over and allowed me to have coupled with Predator at the turn. That was my hope and dream here. There was no damn way that was going to happen. <laughs> Predator is arguably, I'd say inarguably, the second best Aaron... What's that Aaron Rodgers movie? Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Southern Comfort must be on top of me. The second best Arnold Schwarzenegger movie of all time. I would say behind Terminator 2, which is a 90s movie, which does not Oh, I thought you were going to say Twins track. or Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> Kindergarten Cop's up there. Don't get me wrong. Kindergarten Cop is absolutely up there. Both 90s movies, so don't count. No, absolutely. Uh, I think there should... I think there should be a penalty, by the way. If somebody mistakenly drafts a movie that came out in 90 or later, then you have to get passed over or something. There has okay. to be some sort of harsh penalty involved That's fine. Here, right? Um, I've done my research, so I'm, I'm feeling good about mine. But go ahead. Take 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 your movie next. Do you want me to put it on the board? Uh, no, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, you... By the way, I'm sorry if you hear my dog gnawing on his bone in the background. You said predator, and you got real excited. Uh, well, his testosterone smart dog. pumping. Yeah, he just smart couldn't dog. handle himself. It's going to get louder after I say mine because the movie Dustin allowed me to have is Bloodsport, a Jean Claude Kumate. Van Damme Kumate. My goodness, did you know Forrest Whitaker is in that movie in one of his first roles ever? He plays uh, a cop who is sent to break up this underground fighting tournament. And by the way, has a chase with Jean-Claude Van Damme trying to catch him where they run across the city. That is literally a Mentos commercial before there were <laughs> Mentos commercials. You, he's like stopping to pose John claude is as they're chasing him. It, it, you put the, the theme song to Mentos in the background, I'm telling you, it's fucking spot on. <laughs> in any case, in any case, I'm going to move on to my second pick. Now, and this, this is, is where, where things start to dice. get interesting. Yeah, this is where things are going to get interesting. It's going to really open up here, mm -hmm. I think. I think this is where our boards might start to diverge a little bit. Yes. And I have a tough choice. So there are three movies that I have to decide between. This is the spot where you get two coming up, and I have mm -hmm. to try to get inside your head here. Which of these three could I maybe get away with coming back after the turn? And I don't know that any of them will come back after the turn, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope that I make the right choice. I'm going with the original Lethal Weapon here as my third round pick. Uh, it's my favorite of all the lethal weapon films i don't think that's shocking to anybody right it's the best one out there they're they're all good i think they're all good to be fair but the original lethal weapon i mean that's some intense dramatic shit right there mm -hmm. 
Maybe not better than Lethal Weapon 6. Let me put it that way. Maybe not better than It's Always Sunny's Lethal Weapon 6. But otherwise, it's pretty good. All right, Dustin, do you think... Did, did Does that help you? Did my pick help you there make your decision? Well, you've, you yeah, because I had that one down a little bit on my list here. So uh, I will go with the next one that's on my list here, not even having that. Yeah. Um, it's Top Gun. God damn it. All right. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, nothing. I mean, what else can you say? Great movie. Um, Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer. You got the you got the beach. You got the beach volleyball scene. I mean, it's what's not to love about Top Gun? Great movie, beginning to end. uh, Tom Cruise singing to his gal in the bar. I mean, come on. I mean, it's great except for Goose Dying. And I'll spoiler alert for people. Spoiler alert. Jeez. Screw that. You've had forty years. It's fine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that shit expires like five years after a movie's released. You've given them due diligence. Mm-hmm. All right, what are you going to pair Top Gun with? This is oh. where I'm, I'm nervous. If I'm being, I, I'm nervous now because there's one I, I think... really, really want. All right, um, I'm going to go. Well, I'm just going to take the next one on my list here. I, I'm feeling confident, and that All is right. Red Dawn. Red Dawn Wolverines. Red Dawn is the most, no, it's the movie with the least preface of any movie. There is no prologue to Red Dawn. No, it is. No, you're just, you're in it. A single (laughs) news announcement of an invasion on the town. And then the next 99% of the movie is just the action of these kids trying to deal with the invasion. There is no, there is no bullshit in Red Dawn. Mm -hmm. So in terms of efficiency, that's a pretty good selection. I, yeah, I, I, I got to give you that. Thank um, you. Now it wasn't it wasn't on my list for next, so I do appreciate that because there's a a back to back that I'm pretty excited to get here. Starting with the original Karate Kid. You know me; I'm always going to err on the side of karate action movies. Mm-hmm. That's just my jam. It's just who I am. It's what I grew up on. Hey, I love Karate Kid. Love it. I had it. I'll be honest. I had it way down on my list. Um, oh, not because I dislike yeah. the movie. I just. Um, but no, great choice. I, I, I love the Karate Kid. Good movie. I appreciate Pat it. Moran, it kind of failed. It Miyagi. fell off the rails uh, franchise wise after this first one. There's not a sequel that I'm really that interested in, although uh, I, I did prefer I, the Hillary Swank kind of re-envisioning of it right after i actually don't mind the second one all that much i, I actually that one's not too bad yeah. the third one isn't great that I, I didn't care for yeah. that one at all yeah but it's cobra not... kai the new series the reboot of the series is terrific oh absolutely oh absolutely it is uh now i get to pair this and I, i'm going to diverge i don't think that this one was probably on your list maybe maybe it was but i have a pretty I'm going extensive list <laughs> but i'm just talking like hierarchy here mm-hmm. like what would you do and i'm going with the original terminator we talked about t2 being like the best mm-hmm. arnold schwarzenegger movie in my opinion terminator itself is still a fantastic movie it just gets outshined 
that's all. They mm-hmm. improved everything in the second one. But the original, great mix of sci-fi and action. I'm a big fan. Yep. Um, good choice. I actually had that in my short list here of, of movies to take on this next turn. So uh, right. I guess I will thank you for, for taking that one for me. So I don't have to think Depending about the it. Herd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this next movie, on my first pick of the turn here, I am taking First Blood Part 2. Is it called, is Rambo in this uh, title? Is, it, is Rambo it is. anywhere in the title, or is it just First I, Blood Part Two? I think I think it is Rambo First Blood Part Two. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to uh, get the IMDb DB approval on this as you get your next one. I want to make sure that I'm putting this right here, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll everyone should know when you say First Blood Part Two that it's Rambo. Like, I mean, such an sure. iconic movie. It's great. I thought about maybe taking the first one, uh, just First Blood, um, yeah. but. I think that's technically I saw, 70s. Uh, I think it was 81. Okay. Okay. Do you do you wanna do you wanna test me on that or I huh? checked. No, yeah. actually I just checked. It's 82. You're you're 82. way yeah, you're you're well you're well done. Yeah. I'll be honest, uh, Ram, the Rambo movies didn't really do it for me. They weren't on I, my list here. I was gonna leave them undrafted. Oh. Yeah. Well, I should have waited. Not for me. Um but yeah, the the first blood part two is the one that I saw first. Uh, I never saw the the first one until I was way an adult. So I saw it way, and it was very impactful. I was like, "Whoa, this!" The first one was mind blowing to me. Um, but I still yeah. there's something about that second one that I just enjoy a lot more. Um, I think as with all Sylvester Stallone franchises, the first one is like the most dramatic. It's the most gritty and down to earth, mm-hmm. right? And then yeah. it kind of gets more and more and more removed and outrageous mm-hmm. and like classic '80s style over yes. the top shit. Over the top, yeah, not totally. to be confused with his arm wrestling movie, by the way. Just yeah. over the top in terms of action. We'll see if that one gets drafted here. Maybe <laughs> I didn't bring my uh, hat to turn backwards prior uh, to drafting it, so we'll see. What do you want to pair that with, by the way? Well, I'm gonna. And this this one's a tough one for me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, not because I feel like you're going to steal any of my movies I want. Um, yeah. I'm just not sure which one I want to take here. Um, and, you know, I'm just going to go because I had it high. I had it on my list higher. So I'm just going to go with my gut. Uh, I'm going to say Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, I uh I kind of feel dumb for for going over that one. Felt like there was a move where with Terminator I could have maybe skipped that. And now in retrospect I realize I absolutely could have. But I should have in in forespect, not even retrospect, in prespect, I should have known that Indiana Jones wasn't gonna make it that far down. Any of them mm-hmm. were not gonna make it that far down the list. So in fact I think we just talked about uh, this franchise very recently as well. So Raiders of the Last Ark, that's a fantastic steal, I think, in round six. Uh, mm-hmm. And now it gets it gets real weird. Uh, I don't have a hierarchy to the rest of these. I really don't. I'm going to have to go on feel for, for the absolute rest of these. So I'm going to feel that I want a back-to-back Schwarzenegger effect. So I go with Commando, 
which is still a fantastic uh, 80s action movie hubris kind of just like Mm -hmm. one man defeating the world. Uh, I forget the bad guy's name, but that doesn't matter. What matters is that he gets impaled by this iron rod that's just it's just harpooned by Mm -hmm. Arnold's hand. (laughs) It's not even shot out of anything. He just launches it like an Olympic event straight through his chest. That's the way to end any 80s movie. And now here's where it gets interesting. I'm going to need a judge's ruling on whether you consider this an action movie or if this technically falls more under another category. I think that it's a dual category film. Okay. Beverly Hills Cop. Is yes. an all-time '80s classic. I say action, action comedy mm-hmm. is how yeah. I would class. It's on my list. It's on my list. So, yeah, safe, safe and fair game. All right. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't stepping over any boundaries here. Yep. Nope. You're Beautiful. good. Beautiful. All right. All right. So at the turn here, I'm going to go with the next movie on my list. Uh, I, I'm really liking how the draft is falling for me right now. Ooh, uh, okay. Uh, Next one is Big Trouble in Little China. Great, great selection. Yes. I Honestly, one that, that I thought would have been a last round selection. I thought it would have been there in the last round. No, I love that movie. It is so ridiculous. Um, it just, I, I fucking love that movie. I, I just can't say anything else about it. It's anytime it comes on, it's one of those I have to watch when I come across it. Um, yep. And the whole time I'm like, this movie's so fucking ridiculous, but I just, I just love it. I just love it. it. It's, it's golden. It's Kurt Russell in prime Kurt Russell form and just being a weird, he's such a weird guy. What a weird mm-hmm. career he's had when you really look back at his shit, especially starting mm-hmm. with that. <laughs> I hope you do. I hope you double up on Kurt Russell, but I don't know if you will. All right. What's, what's next here? Um, so I'm going to go off my script here, my my list of movies. I'm going to skip what? one. I'm going to skip one. Uh, oh, I thought this with... was an outside the list thing entirely. No, that you just no, had no, no. Sudden... Okay. No. Uh, I'm going to go with Aliens. Ooh. Ooh. We're considering Aliens an action movie, huh? Not, not just a straight up sci-fi movie. You don't think there's action? I guess it... Look... I guess if I went Terminator, you should be able to go Aliens. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, yep. I, I think that's fair. I, I realize okay. now. Otherwise, otherwise I've equal, got I've got plenty points. of movies on my list here. I'm not I'm not running short of movies. So uh, I think that's I think that's fair. No, that's fair. Terminator okay. and Aliens, I think, occupy the same space. OK. Sci-fi action blended, blended beautifully, might I add. Now you went aliens. You didn't go alien. No, are you? Because that was in staunchly. The... No, I think that one was wasn't that in the seventies? Ooh, you could be right. You could be right. I don't know. I wasn't planning on picking it, so it didn't even. Nineteen seventy nine. There you go. Okay, so that's why. Okay. All right, I dig it. In any in any regard, it's my turn here. I could go back to Kurt Russell here quite frankly, and very easily. And I might. I actually might. But instead, I'm going to start with my favorite comic book franchise 
of all time. And the one that kicked it off happened in 1989. A little film called Batman. Damn it. With I was really hoping that one would come back for this last turn I had here. Little guy called Michael Keaton. Maybe you've heard of him. He's fantastic. He couldn't he move his fantastic. head in this movie because the bat Doesn't suit matter. wasn't sophisticated enough. And, and he didn't need to. Uh, I think that's what's important. Yep. Now, of of the Sylvester Stallone franchises, the one that I am more interested in is not Rambo. The one I'm more interested in is Rocky. And of the 80s Rocky movies, the one that sticks out to me the most, it's arguably maybe the saddest, Rocky Three. Mm-hmm. Rocky Three will always have a strong place in my heart. I also think Rocky Four, as great as it was, and the he must die and I will break him kind of shit. Like, that's great. I love Dolph Lundgren. But to me, Rocky Three is, is definitely the best yeah. of the second half. Yep. Um, Rocky was not on my list at all, any of them. So Ooh, there we go. We yeah. just inverted the Rambo and Rocky. That's all it is. Yeah. There we go. Right. Okay, last Here's turn here. My last two picks. This is big. This is big. This is big. Are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna put big in there? Is big an action movie? Do we consider no. big an action movie? Tom <laughs> Hanks? The way he harps on that keyboard? I don't know. There's so many good movies to choose from. Uh I feel like no, I have man. such a solid list. You just gotta go oh. with if it's so well ranked, Dustin, you just have to go off of your ranked list at this I, point. I know, you don't have to worry about me sniping you. This is very true, and there's there's a there's a couple movies that I probably should take. I know I'm going to take one of them, uh, but the other one, um, anyway. Um, so I think my what a next mysterious one, man you are. Yeah. <laughs> well, part of me wants to take a Star Wars movie. I want to take Empire because it's my favorite Star Wars movie. Does that um, count as action? I guess. Fuck. I guess it does. Right. I don't know. Action. I don't know, There's so but many I'm not. Blurry lines, but, but I'm not. So, okay. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to take for my next selection here, Full Metal Jacket. Ooh, getting heavy, getting heavy to end this draft. Mm-hmm. Your favorite well, scene on Full Metal Jacket, by the way. And there's like two right answers uh, to prove that you're a sociopath. if you say when he gets beaten with the pillowcase full of soap you are a sociopath that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying uh i don't don't think there is a favorite scene no because it's all weird uh great so now this last one i i'm gonna pick this and it's and it's gonna hurt you right here in the heart bone jake is it this this pick yes it is oh no oh yes oh yes so this one's gonna hurt you. Um, I'm gonna take it only. I'm only taking this because I know it's gonna hurt you. <laughs> That's so rude. But now I'm very curious about what's about to happen. I am taking best of the best. You motherfucker! If I could drop my microphone right now, I would. <laughs> what kind of happy horse shit is that? I literally, if I could get my uh, uh, list to show up really accurately on the camera, I would just hold it up. That's some bullshit. Is it because I told you early in the draft, like most of my stuff, there's going to be a lot of karate-centric stuff showing up here? No. I One, I love that movie. 
it's it, in that. I mean, I truly do love that movie. Um, I actually had Kickboxer ranked higher than Best of the Best, but um, taken it. <laughs> but I, in, in the end of the day, I'm like, no, I love Best of the Best. I watched that movie so many times. Uh, Sean Penn, or not Sean Penn? Sorry, his brother. Uh, yeah, the other Penn. Drop him like a toilet seat, Tommy. Come on, man. James Earl Jones. A, oh, it's such a great movie. Great movie. That's the rudest thing that's happened to me all week. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not really that sorry. Look, you shouldn't be. <laughs> you did what you did what you had to do. This is a draft. There's no there's no friends in drafts, apparently. No. Look, you you said that you had this one ranked higher. As a consolation prize, I'm happy to take it. I'm happy to take it. It's just not the one that I was going to go for here. Uh, partly because I didn't want two Jean-Claude Van Damme movies clouding up my, my board. It feels weird, but at the same time, it feels appropriate. So Kickboxer is going to be my last selection. Look, it's a very similar movie to Bloodsport in a lot of ways. Uh, but this one has Tang Po. Is the bad guy instead of uh, Bolo Young. That, that's about it. That's about mm-hmm. it. So, I mean, you've got two Jean-Claude. I've got two Swayze's. It's fine. Looks two Swayze's is always going to trump two Jean-Claude's. I think we're both comfortable yeah. enough to admit that. I, I think yeah. two Swayze's will always do that. We are lucky this was not a 90s action movie draft because the person who had the 101 in that particular draft, it would have been a race to see how fast you could say the words point break. Uh, so I, I think that is better that this ended up being an 80s draft. Absolutely. I, I, I oh, that, by, yeah, uh, no contest. Um, we did it. Any, any honorable mentions that didn't make the list that, that you just want to shout out here, Jake, before we sign off for the night? Yeah, I want to say that Highlander is a, just a quality 80s action movie. I love that. There can only be one. Robocop mm-hmm. was pretty mm-hmm. close to finding its way into here for me, too. Yep, um, same. Those were kind of the big ones. I debated on They Live, uh, another Kurt Russell uh, kind of feature, and that has Roddy Roddy Piper in it. And that, you know, that might haunt me for its exclusion, but almost made it in there. Yeah, I had uh, RoboCop as well. I had Blade Runner as another strong possibility. Um, I had the Goonies. A lot of action. Uh, Princess Bride, I thought was going to be a strong one that I almost pulled out. Some Um, of these feel like where they're bordering bordering too much on a different genre. And so I abstained. But they're all quality. quality Yeah, and that's ultimately why I didn't pick them because they're kind of on that borderline. So... um, and I, you know, I talked about Star Wars already, and uh, um, the other Indiana Jones movie I thought about taking, Last Crusade, which is my favorite of all of them. But and you didn't. Oh, you took Raiders instead. I did. I did. Did you think I was going to snipe Raiders from you? Was that the the idea? No, we've talked about our order of preference for that trilogy as well. Mm-hmm. No, Only I just it's guy. it's it's the. It's the first one. It introduces you to indie. Um, I love the whole premise of it. Like it's. Would it's you great. say that you were maybe pandering a little bit by choosing that one over your real favorite? No. 
That's a very I would not. Answer. One other movie that almost made it in here. Again, I love my karate-centric action movies. The Last Dragon is just if you if you love two if you love two things if you love martial arts and if you love Motown, this is the movie for you. <laughs> it is fantastic. Bruce Leroy uh, gets gets the glow. Uh, it, it, it's wonderful. Watch that movie, even though it didn't make it on my list. So, Jake, I'm going to say after um, our, our 90s um, alternative band draft, I, I had a really strong feeling that you were going to smoke me uh, when it came to the Twitter poll. And, and it turned out that way by far and away. I don't have that feeling this time around. I feel like I might edge you out. You got Roadhouse. You got Top Gun. You got Raiders. You got Best of the Best. These are all four movies that I would have been so thrilled to find their way. And, and if I could make some swaps here, those are at the top of the list for swaps. I mean, I think I... I obviously came out of the gate swinging with Die Hard. That's mm -hmm. that's an easy one, though. I don't know how much people are going to dig my, you know, martial arts friendly uh, list here. Hopefully, there's some Lethal Weapon fans out there. I guess to, to kind of put oh that that was pretty on. high on my list. I'm not going to lie. Had you not taken that's it, good. I probably would have taken it on the next turn. Fair enough. We will see. We will see. We'll mm -hmm. put out the twill, uh, the twill, the, the poll. Dear God, get me off this podcast. We'll put out a poll on Twitter uh, for everybody to vote on. If you have movies that we completely missed, even in our honorable mentions, please mm -hmm. do let us know. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to hear them. And yeah, that'll do it for this week, folks. Uh, thanks for hanging in there with us. I hope you enjoyed the draft this this week and. We'll probably have one or two more here as the offseason goes on because they're just a lot of fun to do. Um, I mentioned all of our Twitter handles earlier, but um, I'll do it again. The show is at Drinking Fantasy, at Jake Trowbridge for my co-host. I'm at Death Beth Dusty Dog. Uh, go give us a rate and review wherever you do your thing, any podcast platform, etc., etc. And we'll see you next week, folks. Cheers, Death Peppers. Shut, shut, shut.